everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today we're continuing our exclusive coverage of the 2022 Dead Center Film Festival with a closer look at one of this year's most exciting new additions. And I say this genuinely because I am very excited for this block of films. Uh, a series of midnight-style short and feature films called Undead Center. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back as this year's official podcast media partner for the Dead Center 2022 Film Festival. And today we'll be welcoming back special guest Mickey Reese here in one moment to tell you about what exactly is Undead Center before we dive into a few of the highlights uh, that pass holders can find within this little block of films. The name Mickey Reese may ring a bell. We've had him on the show uh, a couple times in the past. He is an award-winning Oklahoma filmmaker. He's worked on uh, such films as Mickey Reese's Alien. Uh, he's got a new film coming out soon called Country Gold. Strike Dear Mistress and Cure His Heart. Mickey Reese. Also, I would call you the godfather of Undead Center, uh, if that's appropriate. Welcome back to the Cinematic Schematic. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a good time to be here. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a long time. We've had a pandemic in here, and it's just been so hard to yeah, get the band back together. And I really like your your new setup with the headphones. It makes me really talk like a like a like I'm like a podcaster and like an NPR person. I feel like you've got a good podcast voice, Mickey. I'm I'm really like I'm trying really hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> just man. talking close to the mic, you know. So yeah, yeah, NPR. So just pe- kinda... people have to listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It might not be very important, but. They're, they're going to listen. And it sounds important. Mm-hmm. That's it. Anytime you whisper, you know, it really like adds the emphasis leaning in. <laughs> All right. Well, Mickey, I'm so glad to have you back today. And listeners, before we get uh, into today's conversation, I just want to quickly note that if you're listening to the show and you enjoy the conversation, uh, the best way you can support the show is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a rating and review on your preferred podcast app. Uh, specifically, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can uh, leave us a rating and actually write a short review. Or if you're on Spotify, you can just listen to an episode and then go to that little star button, click uh, five stars, and we're good to go. Additionally, related to Dead Center, to watch all of the films in this year's festival that we will be discussing today, uh, you can head on over to deadcenterfilm.org to get your pass today. And of course, there are several options that I'll note again at the end of the show, um, several ways to, to go to Dead Center and watch the films, including a, uh, what do I call a traditional Dead Center pass that'll get you access to the parties and all the films, uh, and actually uh, the new premium Bison pass, and of course, uh, individual tickets for those who just want to catch uh, any individual film. With that said, let's go ahead and move on to today's topic, Undead Center. So, Mickey, I think a lot of people may not be familiar with the term like midnight film. People maybe who haven't been to as many film festivals, especially uh, genre-focused film festivals. So can you tell us what exactly is Undead Center? Uh, Undead Center, so, you know, it's it's the the midnight section of Dead Center, as as you said. So that doesn't mean, obviously, that the movies start at midnight or anything, but, you know, rather the the midnight aesthetic. So you're fantastic, horror, sci-fi, weird, dark, funny, anything genre, anything subversive that wouldn't necessarily fit into the Dead Center program as we've come to know it. Yeah, no, it's, um, I think, like, Dead Center, I always think of, like, the weird, creepy sci-fi films, uh, or B, even B-movies to a certain extent um, make it into the Midnight Festival. But uh, I think the typically lots of uh, variety in there. Um, and speaking of the variety, I mean, what would you say separates the Midnight section or the Undead Center from what we've seen in years past at Dead Center? Uh, you know, I, th- I think I think when Dead Center became a more like established festival, they were getting a lot of submissions, people assuming that it was a horror-related festival with the name Dead Center. I mean... You know, it's called Dead Center. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So, so I think because of that, uh, they've really kind of like tried to go a completely different direction through the years. Um, 
you know, Dead Center's always strived to be like a, you know, more inclusive festival, like mirroring more of like a South by Southwest or, or, or a Tribeca or Sundance, you know, less, less niche stuff. Um, which was kind of my selling point in all of it, you know, that most, most if not all those bigger festivals also have midnight programming. So it's, it's time for Dead Center to embrace it. Right. Like, and I feel like every once in a while we'll get a bone, like, a, uh, they'll throw us a bone, like, um, what was it? The Puppet Master movie from a couple of years ago. Yeah. It kind of felt like that vibe. And it was weird. Yes. <laughs> no, it was weird that it was in the lineup. You know what I mean? At all. So it was yeah. like, yeah, we, we, we've, we've always needed this, I feel like. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and again, I think for avid uh, film festival goers, this is not an uncommon thing to, to come across. Um, but um, it's really excited uh, that Dead Center is leaning more into that this year. Um, hopefully to expose viewers to some new stuff. Now, um, Mickey, of course, there's a wide variety of uh, films within the Undead Center of uh, festival track this year you've got short films uh, that span multiple genres and you also have a couple of feature-length films like piggy and after blue so what would you say if you were to boil it down what would you say all these films have in common i mean they're all you know they're all saying they're all saying something different doing something different i mean these are artists who just don't have any interest appealing to what a mass audience might be interested in do you know what i mean like i, I would argue that we don't even know what a mass audience is interested in because i mean isn't that always changing with every new crop of movies every year? So these films are like exploring and, you know, not not pandering. Uh, and the best part of these movies don't do it for you, then that's okay. Because they're just not for you. But for the people that do like this kind of shit, now we have something for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, it's not, I'm not like saying like it's a divisive or alienating when I'm just like, you know, just like there's some, now there's truly something for everyone. I, I have to ask the question though. I mean, with this being sort of a new block, I'm wondering how exactly did you curate these films? Were these films that you discovered on your own uh, or did you work with other programmers? Were these submitted traditionally? How did you come about uh, programming these films? Let's go back. Like when we first played Strike Your Mistress and Cure's Heart at Fantastic Fest in Austin and that was like 2018 and that was kind of my introduction to the genre world. You know what I mean? So it was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, there is an audience for, for this stuff, which is not a knock on Oklahoma or anything, but, you know, we didn't know. The film scene here is still so young, and we've always known it takes a couple of years for anything to kind of catch up yeah. here in Oklahoma, unfortunately. Except with weed. Somehow, Oklahoma was at the forefront of weed, you know, one of the, <laughs> like, we, we got weed early on, but... Um, we, legal, we also legal now, weed. We, we now have uh, more dispensaries than any other state in the country. I'm pretty sure more yeah. than California and Colorado and Washington. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but no, but no, like so. Having had movies and all these genre fests through the years, now like I, I now exist in a world where that is my film festival experience. So it was natural that you know I'd want to curate a midnight section. You know, try to bring that world to OKC somehow. So it would have been. It would have been dumb to start like a whole new festival, right? I mean, mm -hmm. not, nothing wrong with the festival we have here. So I'm just, you know, just lucky that they bought into it and are letting me do this. I think that was the long way around your question, obviously. But the answer is, yes, I curated all these movies mostly based on what I'd seen throughout the year touring the circuit with Agnes. That's exciting. Uh, I mean, and um, I, I kind of like that because as you even just alluded to a second ago, how do we really know what people like? You know, like, you know, there's a, a tried and true formula. Yeah, we know people will like there, it there, There'll always be something that comes out that it's just like, oh, yep. who who had any idea? You know, who knew? Right. You don't know what people like until you try something new. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think there's an opportunity here for niche genre films. And what's that? What's the, the big hit right now? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Exactly. Great example. I mean, to me, that's just it's just a straight up like Spielberg movie to me. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, like in terms of like uh, the tone, it just just yeah. I just I just don't think it's that like outlandish. I mean, I, I it is, and uh, you know everybody it's is you know 
going crazy about it. And it's a it was a great movie. I was moved. I was I was moved, but I was just kind of like, no, this is just where film is going. Like this is like this wild, like constant, like aggressive editing. Like that's just that's just the style, and it's not that weird. It's just like a Spielberg movie or something. You know what I mean? Right. I'm sure, whatever. I'm sure E.T. was fucking wild at the time. Yeah, you know, someone I read an and it actually read, read an interesting piece a, a couple weeks ago about it, like how this movie feels like it's tailored to Gen Z in a way, like the the kind of like really quick editing, um, but also all sort of feeding this larger storyline. Um, and I imagine, like you said, Spielberg probably back in his day kind of felt like, oh, he's catering to the youths, you know, with this new yeah uh, thing. Well, but, I, I just mean like in that that it has the heart, it has oh, yeah. the uh, you know the fantastical it's elements, and yeah, and and, and uh, you know has the just the the, the wild outlandish, you know, alien stuff happening. You know what I mean? Like in, in, in the Spielberg term, like, so, you know, it just has all the same elements that a Spielberg movie had. So like someone watching, a, you know, a Spielberg movie in the eighties is that's what people are watching everything ever all at once. Like I feel like. Yeah. So, but, but what you're putting into the undead center, this is not necessarily like that per se, right? No, no, no. I, I guess that was, we were talking what was Oh, just about, you don't know, you don't know what audiences are going to like. Right. Yeah. 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 No, no, exactly. But but it's your point, though. I think uh, it does take every studio or some creative filmmakers uh, to, to, like, try something a little little old, a little new in order to kind of get, you know, you hit the hit lightning in a bottle with everything all at once, right? Yeah, I hit the sweet bar. Yep, yep. Why would you say uh, that you decided to spearhead this specific track, and why do you think 2022 is the right year for the inclusion? Well... I didn't decide. I mean, I think it just so happens that this is the year I think Dead Center was ready for something like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you got you got to grow. You got to evolve. You know, and I think that's they're kind of trying to do something different this year. New leadership, you know, and I think they're shaking. They're embracing up. that, and you know, I, I think it's more them than me. Like shit, I would have been ready two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I would have been there. Uh, first first showing. So let's uh, let's dive a little more into. Some of the films, uh, I think we've, we've talked about exactly, hey, here's what makes this unique, and here's kind of the vibe you're going to. Let's talk specifically about the movies, and I want to start with the Undead Center shorts. Um, so these are the short films that are going to be playing uh, first night of Dead Center, Thursday, June 9th at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at the Harkins Town Theater. So as I said a minute ago, Mickey, you have uh, quite the variety across uh, the shorts. There's seven in total, if I'm correct. Uh, you have things that are animated, like Buzzkill. You have a black and white psychological horror with Itch, and then you the documentary, Dunstan checks out. Like you said, you kind of saw these short films throughout the year. Uh, what about these stuck out to you? And why did you say of the film short films you saw, these are the ones that people need to check out? Well, um, this year, and I'm sure it'll be different in the coming years, but I also imagine the program itself will get more expansive as well. This specific program, Undead Center. But yeah, so this year I just picked what I, I just picked what I liked. I love all these shorts. I think this is a, this block is like so diverse and cool and, and we're doing an opening night, which I think is perfect because it'll kind of give everyone a taste of what's to come. You know what I mean? Like the audience will get to see a wide range of stuff and hopefully be ready for what else we're going to hit them with throughout the weekend. It's a great time trying to figure out the order was, well, that among other things made me realize like, oh, programming is actually kind of hard. You're kind of trying to build your own roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to take the audience here yet. I want to take them here. So a lot of watching the block and figuring out just the most satisfying order. Thing I think I don't think a lot of audiences even think about that. Like there's actually like a story with the way you program it, the tone, the vibe. Like you said, the I think the roller coaster is a great comparison. Uh, has me excited for the order. Actually, I, I don't know if it matches the order on the website um, in terms of like how they have them listed, but uh, I think it's going to be a great ride. 
these films all have your stamp of greatness, right? You're saying these films uh, pass pass uh, the Mickey Reese yeah, test. Yeah, the stamp of greatness, yeah. Stamp, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they caught your eye and you found them kind of interesting. Um, of the shorts, are there any of these in particular that you're looking forward to showing audiences the most? Mm. And it's like choosing your children at Sophie's this point. choice. Yeah. Uh, I can't answer that. There's there's uh, there's this amazing filmmaker I met at Fantastic Fest last year named Tipper Newton and her short one Fantastic Fest. Um, like best short or something. I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the category of these awards, but something of that of that nature, maybe audience choice. I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was called the Dangerous Type, and it was amazing. So she has a new short this year called Wild Card uh, about this gentleman who meets this girl from a video dating service. It doesn't matter. Don't don't, don't worry about the who cares about what it's about. Just watch the damn thing. So it, it's got like a little like after hours feel to it, like the Scorsese movie. I think we're gonna be the first audience to see it. Like I think we got it first. So yeah, I'm excited about that. But I'm really. I'm really excited for everything. I mean, they're all dope. I'm going to link the uh, the shorts block in the, the show notes for listeners, so make sure to check them out there. Friday night, we're showing a movie called Deadstream. And I'll read the synopsis, too. A disgraced internet personality attempts to win back his followers by live streaming one night alone in a haunted house. But when he accidentally pisses off a vengeful spirit, his big comeback event becomes a real-time fight for his life. All right, so this is like the perfect movie to start the weekend. Like, it's a blast. This one actually played at South by, and I had a friend who went down there and was like, and I was, you know, I was just like, anything I should look into? And he was like, yeah, Deadstream. It sounds like a dumbass premise, but it's a great time. And so I reached out to Shutter, I watched the movie skeptically, of course, and I was like, oh my God, this is like Evil Dead 2022, and it's fucking awesome. I think it'll be one of the favorites of the festival this year. It's it's that fun. It's so good. I mean, you have me sold that when you're any time you compare a film uh, to. You know, a Sam Raimi film, I get pretty, it's pretty jazzed. Very Sam Raimi. It's Sam, Sam Raimi with GoPros. <laughs> ahead of a, a man ahead of his time, GoPros. With the, it sounds like a yeah. treasure trove for Sam Raimi. Right. So again, listeners, that film is Deadstream, and that's going to be playing Friday night at the Harkins Theater in Bricktown. Check that out. Of course, uh, the next film you have playing on Saturday night, uh, that's Saturday, June 11th at 9.20 p.m. at Bricktown as well, is Piggy. Let's get more into this feature film piece here. I mean, this is a, a Spanish film from, uh, was it writer-director, is it Carlito Peretta? I've got a synopsis for that one too. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> so Sarah's tormented by local girls in the village where she spends her summer holidays. However, her bullies are kidnapped by a stranger. Sarah faces a dilemma about what to do about it. This is like, so this is like, this is very dark. Uh, it's a, in, like, like an intense like character study. I mean, there's still plenty of there for like horror folks, like you know, some nice gore and some shocking stuff, but and I'm, I'm going to say it's very Carrie-esque in its themes. So pretty psychological, yeah. you'd say them. Very nice. For sure. Have- you will be unsettled. <laughs> and that's the uncomfortable film. If you, if you want to see the uncomfortable. Okay, Piggy. Uh, no, so- no, no. We get worse than that. Oh, <laughs> you, you ended it. You said you're going to end the festival with the most, um, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some, the shorts are pretty wild too. I mean, um, but that being said, that doesn't mean like it's, it's all fun, right? Oh yeah. The whole thing is fun. Like, so it's not, it's not just like something of just like, let's see, let's try to, you know, alienate the audience as much as we can or anything. I did like my best to curate, um, you know, stuff that yeah. everybody's going to like. Cause even, yeah. even, even people who like genre stuff are still, you know, not sold on everything. 
No, no. I mean, like, I'm sure, like, there's there's a clear. When I say make uncomfortable, I'm not. Um, what I mean is, it's a film maybe positioning the audience or keeping them on their toes in a certain way, a way that might be a little more intriguing than you might see, like, in a studio film, for example. You know, it's not as cookie cutter, I'd imagine. Okay, so that that's going to take us uh, to the last film. That's After Blue, uh, Dirty Paradise, which is playing yeah. Sunday night. Uh, closing out the festival, I might add. This is the last film listed on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is uh, from a French writer-director. This is uh, Bertram Medico. Is that how you say his name? Do you think I know how to say his name? <laughs> um, well, so let me put it this way. This is a, this is a high-concept uh, sci-fi film based on the synopsis I read online. What, what exactly can you tell us about this film? So After Blue is like, it's very art house. I think, I think there was a little fear that I was going to just program shit like this for the whole section. And, but I managed to pull back a little with my other selections because you know I booked this one first, luckily. Uh, so that kind of informed everything. I'm just like, all right, I got the, I got the real challenging one. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, you know, go back a little bit. But this, it's very uh, Yodorowsky inspired, like a dystopian nightmare, lesbian, <laughs> lesbian acid western high fashion, be- just beautiful, beautiful movie. And it's just sprawling and so gorgeous. And it's the last movie of the festival, so every, everyone can go home and have a year to think about it. You know, uh, there won't be anything like this at at Dead Center. I mean, there isn't anything like this at Undead Center. I mean, so I'm. I'm very honored to show it. I don't know that I can talk about it much because what am I going to talk about? Mm -hmm. You don't want to share too much of the the magic. I don't want to share any of this stuff. I'm just doing it because I got to, man. (laughs) 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 Trying to get people there to see it. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, just to get films like this because, like you said, I like how you put it a second ago. Uh, to have you thinking about it until the next year. Um, I love films that, um, so I just, I mentioned men earlier. I just saw that the, uh, the other night and people were like, what'd you think? I was like, I love that. I'm going to be thinking about this movie for months. You know, yeah. like there's imagery there. It, it, it's uncomfortable in that. It's like, it doesn't necessarily answer questions easily. And uh, I haven't seen after blue, but just based off of what I read about the film and sort of what you described here, I think, uh, leaving people with something to chew on and mew on really is going to set the stage for a uh, undead center next year. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. this was the first one I I got. Oh, really? This was the one that gave me the confidence of like, okay, I can do this. I got after blue. Like I can do this. And then there was a lot of, it, it got harder. Like yeah. these, yeah, this is, you know, my first year to do it. Like programmers, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Like it's just, it's not as, I don't know what, uh, I, I guess maybe I kind of, you know, diminished it as well, like going into it. Just like, oh, this is easy. You just got to have, you know, taste. But it's like, that's not really all of it. I, I had a curiosity. I mean, what's that process look for, like for you? I mean, is it like, do you have to call up uh, the, you know, Shutter, for example, and say, hey, we want to screen this at your festival and you have to sell them on them? I mean, well, I'll, you know, I'm, and I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. I'm sure, you know, like Sarah and Sunrise and stuff, they have like greater hookups. They've been doing this longer and everything. I'll just kind of like email someone I know from, um, if I, if I don't know the filmmaker, I'll email someone I can email someone from fantastic fest or I can email someone from, uh, you know, shutter, just like people I've had relations with and be like, can you connect me to this person kind of deal? And then some of them I hit up on Instagram. Nice. Just straight up. So like some, with the shorts, you know what I mean? Like yeah. some of those, I was just like, Hey, I like your short. I found you. Can I play it? And yeah. they're usually like stoked. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, well, again, um, there's so much to talk about 
uh, to, to think about. I'm ready. I'm really excited for um, Undead Center this year. Uh, so again, uh, listeners, you get access to Undead Center uh, by buying a pass uh, that includes full access pass, uh, which will get you into everything at the, the festival, including your parties. There's also the Bison Pass, which will uh, allow you to reserve your seats ahead of time, make sure you're secure, you don't have to wait in the line. Uh, and of course, you can also buy uh, your tickets for individual films uh, right before the uh, film plays day of. Uh, now, Mickey, um, one of the things I just wanted to ask you about, uh, you actually have uh, a new film called Country Gold. I had the privilege of seeing it uh last year and um super excited for people to check it out i had a great time with it i laughed i was moved uh you're actually a star in the film uh as well is there anything you'd like to say about country gold or maybe you could tease our listeners with it's premiering fantasia in july is there anything you can say about uh country gold for listeners today is there anything you can say about it you saw it listen man i had a great time and uh <laughs> as a, as wild as a ride as it was i was not expecting the closing moment that launched the credits it was incredible i laughed so hard <laughs> until i cried about it was great and um but i just i also found like um the way you sort of portrayed the character and the high concept to be really fascinating um like, and I, like I thought about that movie for like week and i still think about it frankly um when it comes up because there's just a lot of great filmmaking um that you incorporated into it um, while also kind of having a good sense of humor, I thought. So I think like it was, uh, you know, having done after like kind of a trilogy of horror films, Strike Your Mistress and Climate of the Hunter and Agnes, you know, kind of bored with the horror mm-hmm. right now for now. I'm not, I'm not going to go back and do another horror movie. I mean, these movies aren't, I'm not saying the movies I've made are horror. They're really not. They're just kind of they're almost like a bait and switch. Um, just make you think that they're horror and then you're going in to watch some kind of some dramedy, but no, like, um, but just, just, it was, you know, it was kind of meant to just be like, okay, here's a trilogy and now I'm going to move on and go back to my thing. And I, I feel like, especially, you know, being able to get like, you know, a little more resources and a little more money now than I used to, it's kind of just like, you know, it was, it was like the second chapter of Mickey Reese's Alien Country yeah. Gold is, you know what I mean? Like it has it's a just... lot of a lot of overlap with Alien for right. sure. Of your of your films, that felt like the one that was clo- most closely related in terms of style. Yeah, and so it'll be like kind of a you know I imagine we'll do a third one of you know celebrity black and white yeah. movie like that. Um, but it uh, you know it was a return to form to me. I feel like of just like this is this these are the kind of movies I want to make. You know, I had to do these kind of like uh, horror themed movies to get you know just to to be able to climb up the ladder a little bit, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and be able to, you know, sell movies and get movies out there and get festivals interested in stuff. And now, cause I mean, if country gold would have came out before strike and climate and Agnes probably wouldn't do as well as it's going to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, so it was just kind of like, all right, now I can go back to what I wanted to do, which is, you know, always comedies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and your comedies are great, man. Uh, arrows of outrageous fortune. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> I still the last the last act of that movie blew my mind. Uh, like seriously, thank you. <laughs> no, uh, no I, I, I that's what I'm. I mean, I feel like that's that's where I'm most comfortable at. You know, just doing comedies. But God, man, people making comedies. I don't know how they. I don't know how. I don't know how you get in any. Uh, you know, get any leeway with that. You know what I mean? They're they're that's a hard genre to uh, to make yourself. You know, as as a filmmaker to to like make yourself with. 
Definitely. I, I feel like it's becoming increasingly difficult, too. Just the way the, the entire comedy scape in terms of film has shifted in the last 20 years is it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, I think what's interesting about Country Gold, the most inter- interesting thing I've heard about it is that someone said it was like watching a Greatest Hits compilation. <laughs> Of like, like some of your old stuff? Yeah, I love it. I love the movie. You are going to be debuting it in July. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll be hearing more news about where you people can see it uh, next after that. Um, oh, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure before the year's up, it'll be out and about. Excellent. people can see. Excellent. Well, um, listeners, uh, again, Country Gold, bookmark it. When it, hits, uh, when it actually hits VOD or a festival near you, I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the show again. Um, Mickey Reese, uh, just to close this out, is there anything else you'd like to add about the inaugural Undead Center programming? I'd like to talk about politics for a little bit if you, if you have a minute. <laughs> oh, on our podcast? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm good. I'm good. I think we covered everything. Well, all right, listeners. Uh, just to reiterate, uh, you can get your, your badges to check out all the awesome films uh, as part of the Undead Center programming block at deadcenterfilm.com. Dot org. Uh, the link will be provided in the show notes as well. And make sure to check back on that Bison Pass to ensure that you can secure tickets ahead of time. Uh, in addition to all those perks that I mentioned earlier, you get all the perks from the Dead Center Pass, including exclusive parties. Uh, you get priority viewing in your showings. Uh, you name it, it's all there. Uh, and again, if you want to keep up with it, what we do here at the Cinematropolis, you can go to thecinematropolis.com uh, or hit us up um, on Twitter at the Cinematrop or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Cinematropolis to find uh, all of our Dead Center Film Festival coverage thanks so much for joining us mickey thank you so much for taking time to sit down with me man oh thanks for having me it's always a pleasure always listeners we'll catch you again next time 